0: On today's episode, Dan and Manny welcome Tracy Jost, assistant professor at Stella Maris College in Chennai, India to talk all about the impact of American culture on a post-liberalization India. Welcome to the Nostalgia Test podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test.
1: What's up, Dan? Here we are again. Another, I guess, another academic type of uh, episode on this one. Not me going crazy watching movies. No. No. No, this time. Well, we'll be talking about stuff, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So this is this is uh, we, this is when we get more knowledge, right? Yeah,
0: Because we definitely need that knowledge. I think like I think what's great about it, like when we had on uh, Georg from Vienna is like we learned all about nostalgia, which kind of created much more of a foundation for our podcast. And kind of like if we're talking about nostalgia, let's have an expert that comes on and talks all about nostalgia. And I like this because. I'm ready to learn more. I'm ready to kind of open up this podcast this way so that, you know, our audience has gotten the funny part already. Now it's time to get some knowledge. And I think this is, this is, this is a great one because yeah, I think the best part is we're getting guests like from across the world. So it's not just like perspective that we have right in our backyard, but this is amazing. I mean, are you excited, Manny?
1: I'm always excited. This is where, where I ask a lot of questions and we slow down a little bit. So yeah. 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 And it opens up my mind to something I didn't even think about. So I'm yep. excited to see where this is going to go.
0: Absolutely. So why don't we introduce our guests? I mean, we have an amazing guest here. We've been talking back and forth on email. and when i got when I, when I got the pitch for this episode, I was just floored. Also that our podcast reached all the way to India, which is like so humbling as like two podcasters that literally just do this in our, you know, in a room in like my one bedroom apartment in Manny's house there in uh, Long Island and that it reached is reaching people. So that's really amazing. So welcome uh, Tracy Jose, uh, assistant professor at Stella Maris College there in Chennai, India. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Hi, hi, Dan Mani. Um, So I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I'll just give a quick introduction to myself. I teach English at Stella Maris College. So I teach both undergrad and postgrad students. And uh, my area of interest is uh, film studies and popular culture and food writing. So I think the reason why I'm so excited to talk about this is because, you know, I have grown up in a very active period in India, which is I was born in 1991, and that is the point at which in India, we really started having a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. Um, So liberalization, meaning that, you know, we kind of opened up our national market to foreign investors. And that also meant as a consequence that we had a lot of cultural imports as well. Mm -hmm. So as was common at the time, uh, the U.S. was at its You know, at the top of its game. And I also should give a disclaimer before I start saying anything, which is that all of this is coming from a very specific perspective of a millennial, middle class, privileged person. I also have caste privilege and class privilege as well. So obviously my experiences don't really speak to, you know, a very common Indian experience. I wouldn't say that, but it's something that if you're, if you grew up in an urban area in India, if you grew up in one of the metro cities, I think uh, people might find it more, you know, relatable. So whenever we talk about urban popular culture, it's something which is very, very limited to uh, people who do understand English and who do speak English, which is a huge population again in India, thanks to um, our colonizers. So we, um, we have to kind of remember that, you know, it's not a common Indian experience that I'm talking about, but it is something which is kind of limited to um, a certain percentage of the population. Mm. So I'm I'm going to be focusing on, uh, you know, what happened after 1991. So we finally, um, our government, our economist at the time, who also became the prime minister later on, Dr. Manmohan Singh, um, it was something that he kind of uh, began the process itself of liberalization. And, you know, we um, got to see a lot of companies coming in. Like Mm. before that, it was... Um, You know, we were just kind of a decades old kind of a country after we got our independence in 1947. So this is the time at which we kind of started looking at, you know, culture very differently as well. So after this uh, colonial hangover, which we had, which kind of continues up to this day to a large extent, um, we started looking at American culture as something which was very aspirational, something which really you know, got us hooked. And it was also because of, I think, capitalism and consumerism also played a huge role in that because um, we were also enamored by a lot of the things that we saw in comic books and magazines. I think in my picture, I had also mentioned how, um, you know, I grew up reading the Archie's comics, mm-hmm. which um, I think it was rather age-inappropriate at the time at which I was reading it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, we did get exposed to, you know, it was constantly like a a sensory overload whenever Mm. we uh, came across American popular culture because it was too many things, too many, uh, you know, cultural differences as well. So the whole idea of dating, it's not really something that existed in India. Mm. And um, when when I read the Archie's comics and they were, you know, um also the specific because i think i come from a place of interest in food as well mm. you know jughead and the milkshakes and hamburgers and all of those things while we were reading it so i grew up in delhi which is the capital city and um, when i was reading it i didn't really necessarily know what those things tasted like at that time now of course things have completely changed but you know, there was this yearning almost for another culture, which is not yours. And you were so curious about it and you were so interested in finding out about it. So that's really where, um you know, um where I'm coming from. That's the main area of interest for me for this podcast.
0: Mm. Wow. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I have a question immediately, but Manny, do you have any... <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I hit mute. I was just taking all that in. Um, no, I, I'm blown away about just like, because you, you brought up, I I I know that India is like, there's a lot of class um, structure right. different. I have like I, my wife um, is really into uh, different cultures and different like uh, tries to get, get the history and um, likes to let me know about things. And we've watched different movies and, she, and I, I didn't realize that in India, there's such drastic classism in certain right. different areas. So I was glad that you brought that up because this is coming from mm-hmm. what you were experienced. So it's, it's, I, uh, I, I appreciated that. Um, but it's great because right. not many people know how much classism like affects Indian culture as well. Right. Right. When we watch Slumdog Min- Millionaire and we watch, uh, there was a recent one that I watched that, um, Blew me away a little bit, and now, now I forget the name of the movie, but the guy was like a driver, and I didn't realize Is
2: it the white tiger.
1: I think it might be the white tiger, and he's like writing a letter to one of the ministers that's visiting and stuff. And he it that was yes yes it was it was yes. that that movie actually explained classism more, in my opinion, right? And how people are viewed and how like it's just okay because your family grew up here and it's hard to even move up and down. Um, So I was, I, that, I got very hooked on what you said when you said that. And I like remembered my wife and I talking about it. Um, So that was great. And then I'm just excited to hear about just like, what about America? Like same thing with the last uh, podcast that we did about in Austria, like what about America? Everybody like loved so much and like wanted to be we're like i'm here and i'm like i can't i mean i, I love european culture i love other cultures so it so it's like the grass is greener so
0: yeah i'm curious too about like the the one thing you said about the food as well like and how like you you were looking at stuff but you weren't you didn't have the reference of like how it tasted i'm okay. curious about like that yeah. first time possibly because like when you have maybe a thought about it you're only seeing it in also a static image possibly especially like a comic so there's not much you can kind of like pull from it what was it like the first Mm -hmm. time you kind of were able to create that reference point from an experience of like having that flavor or tasting something
2: yeah, I think uh, so soon after we started getting, you know, these uh, like access to comic books and um, later on, it was, I think it took it at least a half a decade or a decade or so before we really got into, you know, more and more families started buying color televisions. Wow. So it was only after that, that we got exposed to um, television series from America. So until then it was all, uh, you know, state broadcast. So we had like one channel, which was called Doordarshan which is the state sponsored you know, the government television channel, basically, mm. uh, which was available in multiple regional languages across India. So, um, after, you know, after a, I think it took a lot of time before we actually had fast food restaurants in India, which were, you know, selling all these hamburgers and milkshakes and, um, lots of different stores which sold clothing that wasn't ours, you know, mm-hmm. um, of course we had, um, a very, British kind of you know anglicized version of um, a specific section of the population which was dressing in a very European way already like we had the pants and shirts and all of those things but what we saw in the comic books just kind of blew our minds because mm-hmm. we hadn't ever seen that kind of stuff um, so when I first had my uh, you know my first milkshake or my hamburger I felt like I I kind of knew, I had an idea of what it would actually taste like, because I had so many reference points by then, because I had seen it on, you know, comic books, I had seen it in television series as well. So I kind of, uh, it somehow felt familiar already, like you already knew that, okay, this is what it is going to be like. Hmm. And uh, even I think uh, some of the memories that I have of watching uh, cartoons as well, like Popeye, for example, like... (laughs) Um, again, um, very American burgers, wimpy, always uh, eating burgers. So that was like a constant thing. I think that is like the most American thing for us in India right now. Like when it comes to fast food as well, you know, wow. those big, uh, cheeseburgers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. So it's like, it's almost like by seeing the image, there's a familiarity and then it's like, it kind of plays on the other senses. That's really interesting.
2: Yeah, huh. Absolutely. And just to go back to what Mani had said, yeah. it's not just the class difference in India, which kind of determines, um, how much, you know, cultural currency and how much awareness of, um, American or any other, um, Western cultures you have. It's also about the caste differences, which is really one of the most important things in India. If you, yeah. you know, are from a lower caste, would not necessarily have the same kind of opportunities that a person like me would have. So that is also something that uh, needs to be kind of remembered. Um, It's not just the class differences. It's not just your monetary, you know, how much income you have. uh, But it's also the, you know, the caste group that you kind of fall into. And of course, the location as well, where you are, you know, in a rural Mm. area of India or whether it's um, an urban kind of a setting. Mm.
1: Does does religion, did religion play a big role on who got to see what or... The influences, like did people try to like hide certain things because of like religion in India or like that doesn't even play a role?
2: I think um, definitely not in the 90s because I feel like um, to talk about India right now would be a challenge because a lot of things have changed. We hmm. do have a very, very extremely right wing kind of a voice coming out right now. So I think things have definitely changed right now in, in terms of censorship on uh, even the OTP platforms like Netflix, um, Prime, all of these platforms as well. Um, But back then in the 90s, I don't think religion would have played as important a role, at least from my limited understanding of it. Um, but most of the families in India do kind of, at least back then, Um, the millennials would have been raised by parents who were quite conservative, quite orthodox, so there was definitely, you know, a limit to how much of things we could watch so, for example, Friends was uh, banned in a lot of families because it (laughs) talked about uh, sex and sexuality so much so, I I mean um, I have my reservations against the show I I do not like it, I'm not a big fan of it, but um, (laughs) do?
1: You're not a big fan of Friends? (laughs) Oh, no! You said this on this podcast. oh no no we we got to watch it again. We were like, "Was this actually that good? Was this, this but that's that's funny. What was your reservations about it?
2: Um, I mean, I have my issues with friends, but you know, it's one of the most popular television shows ever in India. like wow. even now, even in twenty twenty two it's it tops the charts on Netflix. People are constantly writing about it, talking about it. I even get, um, you know, references to characters on Friends in my answer scripts at college. So that is just, wow. it, I'm just amazed at how big an influence Friends has had on Indian youngsters. Like even the Gen Z kids in, uh, you know, India, um, they will at some point or the other, inevitably, they will end up watching Friends. So mm. our parents were not very um, about it, I think, uh, <laughs> because it, it did talk about a lot of things were that were that were like, oh my god, n- not at all, you know. Um, it didn't fit into the Indian context, the cultural context at all. But um, yeah, it definitely did uh, open up our minds to the whole idea of like dating and all of those things.
1: Hmm. So um, that first of all, it's that's happening here as well. Uh, Friends is having like a resurgence, and my my even my, my niece who's like. 20 was like obsessed with it like a year ago and I was like you're obsessed with friends like it's not that great like to me there's so much better writing in other shows right. that were in the 90s and, and late I mean, late 90s um, that why people were so obsessed with the show I'm not really sure and maybe it's because it was just so like basic and easy to like consume <laughs> it was like okay yeah so like I, I don't know basic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's interesting. My my question was about like the 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 wardrobe. So now when I think of India, I think of like uh, I mean amazing colors, but but everybody's like you know wearing very long dresses. The men are wearing you know covers. The um, when you look at American TV shows and American comic books, like it's a whole other dress. It's it's a whole other wardrobe. How did your parents? Okay, that like you guys all just started wearing jean jackets and and like uh, studs and stuff like and people were okay with it. Was it like cool? And like were the parents like okay? I'll just deal with it. It was like a rebelling type of situation.
2: Mm. No, I think uh, so. One of the things that we do kind of um, see is that you know um, anything anything that comes from the West, as long as people are talking in English, it's also something which is seen as educational because you're learning English in the way in which the native English speakers are speaking. Mm. So that was also a huge factor in, you know, why even though parents had their issues with shows like these, they didn't exactly mind us watching it because we were watching an English show at the end of the day. Mm. Like, you know, the language was English. So a lot of us did actually learn how to speak a more uh, colloquial, informal kind of a tongue because of our exposure to a lot of these shows, um, films, TV series, you know, also reading comic books and all those things. Because um, when the British kind of left India, after we, you know, gained our independence and all of those things, um, the kind of grammar structure that we had that was taught in schools was kind of frozen in time in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it didn't necessarily equip us with the kind of language that you will use when you move abroad or go abroad, you know, whether it's for higher studies or for employment opportunities. So you obviously did need to kind of have an exposure to people who were actually living there and talking in English. So I feel like in a lot of ways, American culture did get a pass because it was aspirational at the end of the day. Because if you were from the middle class, if you were, you know, changing a few habits here and there, it meant that you were kind of climbing up that social ladder as well. So it wasn't necessarily meant met with a lot of um, you know, critical eyes, but there would have been, of course, a lot of conservative people who would have said that, you know, uh, this means that uh, Indian culture is on the decline whenever they see someone with, um, you know, a denim jacket or a stud in their ear. So they would obviously say that, but I feel like for a lot of people, it was also a means of kind of climbing up the social ladder gradually. Wow, so awesome. right now, of course, if you, you know, kind of, um, take a cross section of the population in India, you will see, um even without any class barriers people who have adapted to a very european way of dressing um uh, this is uh, of course you know for men and women it's going to be very different women do tend to dress on the more traditional side but men have kind of um almost entirely moved to a very european way of clothing especially in the cities and oh. this is regardless of you know your class status
1: wow but is there a reason why it's the men version like is it harder for a woman to like um, do that in India or is it like, yeah. Yeah.
2: The men have more freedom, you know, Uh, for them it's completely like cool to wear uh, T-shirts and jeans and shorts and all those things. But um, when it comes to women, a lot of people do kind of, um, have issues in certain parts of the country. Mm. Uh, like I, I think, especially if you move to the rural areas, you know, dressing modern is seen as kind mm. of, you know, um, something which reflects negatively on your character sometimes. Mm. So yeah, but, I, I mean, think it, it's definitely different for men and women.
1: Is wow. there still like, is there like a juggle going on with that? Like even now of like trying to be more progressive like that, like that there are there women like pushing that forward or trying to change that narrative, I guess, or?
2: I think in in urban India, we have pretty much adapted to kind of mixing both cultures, like depending on which location it is that you are working in right now, um, you know, we immediately switch, like you do code switching. Mm-hmm. We also have like, you know, very cultural kind of other elements of switching as well. So you kind of, when you're at home or with your family, you dress a certain way, maybe. And then you go out with your friends or at, if you're at work or, you know, a workplace hang, basically, you dress differently. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on which people you are meeting, where you're going, all of those things as well. So I think in urban India, of course, there isn't that much of a problem. Mm-hmm. But if you move closer to the, the rural uh, areas, the towns and villages, you might face more resistance. Like people might look at you differently. So I come from the Southern part of India. And, you know, um, when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, I would come from the city and I would obviously be wearing the clothes that I was used to wearing, like jeans and shirts and things like that. Uh, but in towns and villages, it was a big no-no. It, it was just, you know, um, initially seen as, oh my God, what 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 is this kid wearing? Mm. So <laughs> it was definitely um, kind of, that at the beginning at
0: least what when you watch these shows in the when you first started watching these shows from um america and you have a lot of the female characters also pushing themselves like into their professional roles right you know they they're professional right. women they're independent women they um have not just jobs or they're not just housewives or something they have these careers that they're building as well right you have right. And how I met your mother, like you have Robin, who's like an extremely independent character, um, Elaine. Right. I mean, it's it right, weird right, about right. Seinfeld, too, is like you only have one character who got married and then
2: one character, yeah.
0: Yeah. And she, and then <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Cause my question is just like, it, what kind of impact did that have? Like to see that image of American women in these shows kind of working in these professional spaces and like building these independent careers.
2: I think it did have a strong impact on us because in trends as well, again, I uh, hate going back to the same old show, but um, I think that is one of the...
1: Especially one you don't like. Does.
2: <laughs> so uh, one of the shows that you know has had a very deep impact on people here. Um, I think just seeing people with a kind of a dispensable income, you know, they spent mm. so much time at the coffee shop. <laughs> so- uh, I, I think they were constantly there. So um, <laughs> for us... Just seeing that, that people are just, you know, chilling and having coffee, yeah. uh, which was kind of an alien thought back then for us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and now that I know how expensive New York is, I'm just wondering what the hell are these people doing? What oh. are well, we wonder the are so same thing. No, we wonder
1: the same thing. Like, what did they all do for a living? Like, and everybody's like, what did Chandler yeah. do? Seriously, what was what did Chandler do? Nobody, nobody knows. I don't
2: think the friends knew either. Nobody no. Knew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and no Uh, way rachel rachel had to work there to even have a coffee so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: and she could afford the you know the rent-controlled flat or whatever Uh, so that was right it's always surprising to me exactly (laughs) but i think it definitely did have a very strong impact uh, because women were able to see people who were um, clearly able to you know enjoy life and they're all Friends has a very young and mostly attractive cast. So um, Mm -hmm. they kind of, you know, (laughs) see people who are doing things very differently, who have um, relationships and who, you know, talk about their exes and talk about their sexuality. And um, it was a very different uh, kind of a life Mm -hmm. that, we got to see on our television screens. Mm. It didn't mean that, you know, we were definitely going out there and trying all of these things out, but it did gradually bring about a change. Like, um, we had friends, uh, which I, I think it, there was a, at least a five to 10 year delay between when it was aired in the US versus when it got finally aired in India. Wow. So uh, I think there was a five year delay. So, um, friends in, uh, America, I think it came out in 1994. And um it was first aired in 1999 in India. Wow. So uh, I think by the time we saw the season finale, it was another, you know, two month, two years or one and a half years or so delayed. So hmm. America saw it much earlier than we actually did. Wow. Uh, but it still had a very huge impact. Like a lot of the other shows that you mentioned, How I Met Your Mother, and uh, even the cartoons like Powerpuff Girls, which was very different from what we grew up watching, you know, yeah. the uh, the regional language cartoons that we started watching, um, a lot of them definitely showed working women in a very different sense. Mm. Um, but I must say that in 1980s, when we only had that one channel, which was the state broadcast channel, we did have a lot of independent women who were, you know, mm. working in all fields. Um, like the defense. There were there were shows about uh, women in uh, the Navy, although it wasn't actually allowed for women to join the Navy back then. <laughs> there were still shows which talked about that. So uh, we did definitely have examples, good examples of working women in Indian popular culture already. But I think um, what American popular culture did was to kind of tell us that there was a world beyond the working world as well. That, you know, you had all this free time and you could socialize with people and have an active um, happy kind of life as well
0: wow so that's yeah. interesting do you, so have you ever been to new york I'm, I'm curious
2: um no i haven't been to america actually i have traveled to other countries but
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: Maybe some other time, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because when I watch New York, or when I watch Friends, or How I Met Your Mother, or Seinfeld, and I look at the New Yorkers that they create, that they created, I'm just like, that that right. that doesn't. There's no way that any of this <laughs> like it doesn't look like New York. Doesn't they're, they're like standing in the middle of a street and and everything, and it's really interesting right. to see that because um I you know I've lived there and now I live in L.A. And it's just like, that's not how it is. But it's but it's interesting to see the also the other impacts of it when like, we don't have that type of, you know, the privilege of being in or living in New York and the privilege of living in the United States and then like the how we take that for granted through our media when we're just like kind of like it just flies by us, so how much of an impact it has on someone right. else, even if the portrayal isn't correct, I mean, which doesn't really matter in the end. But the type of <laughs> impact that that whatever portrayal it is is creating is quite interesting. Wow. Hmm.
1: So right. so you are into the culture of America, but you haven't been to America. No,
2: not yet. is there is there a
1: reason is there a reason for that? Like no, do you not,
2: not really. um,
1: I feel like you no, not want to meet. No, <laughs> no, no. It's oh, interesting because you're you're studying like you know, or this this is about like the cultural impact of America in India, and it's and you've been to other countries, but you haven't been here. And I'm like, is it because like you don't want to be disappointed at all? Like it's like <laughs> I'll just keep it oh,
2: for no. what I watched on TV. No, 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 absolutely not. I think I have seen enough. Um, you know, on like other documentaries and other. I think, on social media as well, enough about America to have a better, clearer understanding of what the place is actually like. I'm yeah. thankfully not dependent on friends or any other place <laughs> no, to get a No, no, I'm not saying you are. <laughs> no, so I think friends, definitely, I don't think that is what New York is like. I think for me, um, New York is a place which is incredibly crowded. The subways aren't particularly the cleanest. People are doing you know, so many things that I hear about on um, Twitter, especially. I think social media has kind of opened up our eyes a little bit more. Yeah. So I definitely don't think that, you know, what is represented on Friends is like a very clear picture of what um, a real person living in New York at the time would have uh, gone mm. through. They, they seem to live very easy. Lives, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, of course.
1: I mean, it's a TV show, right? Like, nobody wants to see. Yeah. Uh, back then, even. Nobody wanted, until now. Like, everybody wants to see everybody on TikTok and, and like, being real more. And, like, people want to see more real things now. But back then, it's like. Right it's escape it's escapism, right you like you were watching these people and you were like oh like in awe of them when like even if you were from new york you're like almost mad at them because they're like there's just no way you could be doing all these things and still living here but you still watched it and you and people were still addicted to it now right. like, I, mean, can, I, I just want
0: to let me just say one thing too like manny just for one second like that like even those shows has have had so much influence on American culture right I yeah mean, when you think of like sex in the city and how that show influenced whole generations of women and how to as an just dating empowering, and, dating yeah and just also like fashion Mm-hmm. friends groups i mean all of a sudden people are like you're the carry i'm the you know the, yeah I know what else's name Samantha. i'm totally for,
1: yeah this is yeah it. yeah
0: so there's an interesting dan point. you know the
1: names you were pretending no i know. i got it i know you know the names i've seen the movies they're,
0: they're eh. but like you know i think it's interesting to hear that because it's like the the levels of cultural impact things can have, even like if you're in the space as well, it's like very yeah very interesting. Mm.
1: I wanted to know like what came first, like so obviously there's a lot of in the in, in you said ninety one, there's a, a like a, an onslaught of like all this different culture coming from us. So you got comic books, you got TV shows, and did you get food like you did? Did you like was McDonald's Burger King like? Were all was that all coming to and like what seemed to take over the zeitgeist of India first? Hmm. Like, was it all at once and you just remember it being like a flood of American culture or was it like, Oh, we all of a sudden started seeing McDonald's and then McDonald's commercials and like all that other stuff.
2: Hmm. I think uh, it took a few years before we got the first McDonald's in India. Um, so it, it would Probably have been either in Bombay or Delhi, not in all of the metro cities immediately. Uh, but I do think that it really kind of started with comic books. I'm not really sure how many people would have, you know, would agree with me when I say that for me, it, at least it started with comic books. And um, I think television was the most important thing because it reached to a huge audience. Uh, even people who weren't interested in reading experiences that were very different from theirs would definitely sit and watch. A television series that was, you know, being discussed in school as well. So, mm. um, Friends was one of those. Um, Seinfeld, Doctor House, all of these uh, television. I shows love Doctor House. Yeah, that show is
1: phenomenal. <laughs> Mine and, me and Dan yeah. loved that show when that show came out. That show was great. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it's pretty good. So, um, so it, it was definitely talked about, and it's also, you know, a way of. I mean, I don't approve of it, but people do kind of think that, you know, if you're watching a certain show, you're very cool in India. Mm. So, um, uh, you know, people, generally people watch Friends, but if you watched Seinfeld, you were definitely a little bit, you know, different. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you, you know, appreciated humor. That was very different. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Seinfeld, people aren't generally, they're not nice and they don't pretend to be nice as well. they just they're
1: just horrible people. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the greatest part about the that's last. Good. The greatest part about the last season was like they're basically just showing you how terrible these people were, yeah. and like how we just thought it was such a great show. And um, but you're right about like if you could quote Seinfeld, it's like you're at a different level. Like if you know, if you know the lines and you, it's like, oh, you watch that show. And then like, that becomes like a at work by the water cooler and you're like joking around saying all the quotes. So like (laughs) friends is one thing. And I always joke around like all friends had was pivot, pivot. That's it. And, but then, but, 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 but but when you go, but when you went to Seinfeld, there was just so many one-liners and just so many skits that if you were that group, that was like, Oh you're the intellectual like you're more into in like into like smart humor and like you you remember like other things other than just like slapstick mm. comedy yeah so. yeah
2: absolutely yeah you- so i think um you know um i think it's also about the kind of cultural like it gives you a social push definitely if you are into things that a lot of people aren't into. Like you immediately become part of the elite cultural group, if you, you know, Mm. see shows that weren't so popular, but were uh, noticed nonetheless. So I think Seinfeld definitely fell into that category. Um, How I Met Your Mother, Big Bang Theory, all of these were like very popular shows in India. In spite of Big Bang Theory having like one of the most horrible representations of Indian characters.
1: Yeah, I was just about (laughs) to say. I was just going to ask
0: you, because all these shows too are like so white. Like they're just like the, the whitish right. shows and then you have Yeah,
2: they're, they're painfully white and painfully terrible at uh, representing mm. Indian people as well. So yeah. for me uh, Simpsons and you know Apu was like mm. the absolute worst, was like the pinnacle of horrible representation of brown people mm. uh, because I, I think I, I kind of started rewatching watching uh, Simpsons the first few seasons I'm on right now and uh, there's this uh one uh, scene in which apu and um, his wife i forgot the name uh, but they have invited marge and homer over to dinner and he says the most absurd chant before having their dinner like before they start he, he says something about it's it rhymes but it mentions gandhi for some reason which to me is just, it's ridiculous. We don't mention Gandhi at our dinner table. We don't talk about him or remember him before having a meal. You know, it's like next level stereotyped kind of representation of uh, Indian people. And the Big Bang Theory, of course, you know, um, Rajesh being the typical Indian nerd who couldn't even talk to women unless he had alcohol. So yeah. I think, um, um th- it's definitely changing. We do have, you know, other series, um, which show like a very good representation of what Indian people are like. But I think it's still limited to what the diaspora remembers of India mm. and not of an actual Indian person or of a recent migrant's experience in america like i think it's very limited in that
0: sense what so um have you seen um never have i ever the yeah, show i have so do you feel like that was a good representation of like different generations in, in like kind of culminating or like i mean obviously nothing's gonna be perfect obviously i'm like curious like your right. perspective on that and you know you being i mean you've said so i mean i'm can't wait to look to listen back on this episode i mean it is like full of like such amazing cultural like um like kernels of knowledge that you have it's it's unbelievable so but i'm curious of your perspective on that show and like how mindy kaling kind of uh, you know was able to approach that
2: i think i kind of have a bone to pick with mindy kaling because again her representation of india is Mm very limited i Mm -hmm. think she comes from a very very you know diasporic indian american kind of a background which is of course you know an entirely different experience i'm not Mm -hmm. taking away any of that but i feel like when she does bring in cultural elements that are very specifically that she claims are indian um i don't think they are truly indian to be honest Mm -hmm. um like the way in which the cousin i forgot the name i kamala i think her name is Mm -hmm. never have i ever the way in which she talks the accent is the most strange accent that i've ever heard hmm. it's ridiculous like you'll never be able to go to india and figure out where that accent is actually coming from because hmm. it's neither here nor there it's not you know uh, someone who's adapting to a more american accent or someone who's kind of going back to their indian accent it's hmm. it's nowhere so for me um people in the diaspora definitely do kind of push this narrative forward of what Indian looks like. But I, I feel like, um again, I, I might have to face a lot of brickbats because of this, but I feel like they have, you know, kind of had a very long gap from what Indian culture is like right now, yeah. how much it has evolved over the years. So I, I feel like there are a lot of very extreme statements that are sometimes made of, you know, what an Indian family is like. Mm. For example, arranged marriages, I think that is the most common understanding of, you know, what Indian relationships are like, that we all have arranged marriages. Mm. But that is simply not true anymore. Although there are a lot of factors that come into play, not all of us are getting married as per, you know, our parents' wishes. And it's not all arranged relationships and marriages. So I think... Um, as far as Indian representation on television in American popular culture goes, or whether it's films or television series, there, there's still a long way to go. Like Mindy yeah. Kaling is not necessarily the best Indian <laughs> representative to speak about our experiences, to mm-hmm. be honest. So yeah, that's my two cents about that.
0: No, I mean it's it's. was funny is like I was thinking about also as you're talking like. In the Big Bang Theory, uh, Rajesh Rajesh's father is actually did a few episodes on Seinfeld and that and his character on Seinfeld
1: Sorry. was.
0: Oh. Yeah, he was, you know, <laughs> Jerry got him deported, but also the rep, his right. representation of who he is in a totally different country, but like still the way he, you know, american television specifically like these types of shows treat anyone that's not white and they they kind of create caricatures out of them where like jerry george and and elaine are not they're just kind of people that just kind of exist and they get to exist outside of any sort of other things they kind of are there um and then you have everyone else who becomes like caricatures of whatever they want to kind of input into them so yeah i would
1: say it's always an exaggeration at the at the top level when it's about a side character especially people of color uh like american tv shows usually mm-hmm. just go like okay we're gonna go one and we're just gonna multiply every stereotype <laughs> you could think about and they're just gonna do that and they're gonna represent okay. the whole culture when it's like you know how big india is like you know how many people? How many different types of characters you could actually have? Languages, if you inclusive. want, yeah, and li- languages, yeah, languages, languages, religions, like there's so many different things that you would have to engulf to try to get everyone representative. And then it's like, again, like that's Never have I ever. It's, it's only one person's eyes. It's one person's yeah. experience. It's like, yeah, and it's
2: also very upper yeah. caste perspective, actually. So never uh, have I ever is very clearly, you know, it's a Brahmin family. So again, this whole narrative of how India is predominantly a vegetarian country is also kind of pushed in multiple places by the Indian diaspora abroad. Mm. Uh, But that's simply not true. India is not, you know, predominantly vegetarian or anything. We do eat all kinds of meat. Um, So I think, again, um, people in the diaspora have a lot of power and authority over how Mm. this image of the Indian is kind of constructed on Mm. a very global level as well.
1: So speaking of that is, um, from, have you seen change from, okay. So you guys got like this, like influx of culture. Uh, everybody wanted to kind of be um, American in a way. And now you're here. Have you seen some people pull back and like filter more and control more of what cultures are being, what part of the culture is being shown to you, shown or, um, not shown, but, I guess like, is there now a filter? Do you feel like where in the 90s, maybe like they just went all out and now it's like, oh, hold on. Like, we can't show this. This is not what we are now. Or do you think that there is no control anymore?
2: No, I think there is. I I feel like it's a very um, complex kind of uh, a a situation to talk about because right now, you know, we are like I mentioned with the right wing politics that we have right now, a lot of people are kind of moving back to a lot of conservative ideas. Um, mm-hmm. I'm again, you know, I'm a little bit wary of using words like progressive and liberal when it comes to the Indian context. So, um, there is definitely a lot of pushback when it comes to. A lot of the things, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, like when we talk about, you know, how it is shown in American culture, like the whole idea of dating and having partners and um, all of those things. I, I feel like in India, a lot of people are kind of um, because of their political leanings, perhaps they're kind of looking at what to pick and choose. And, you know, America used to be the global center at one point in time. I don't think that is necessarily the case anymore. So um, a lot of those things that were just accepted as a way of climbing up the social ladder in the 90s, they are definitely being questioned now. And a lot of people are kind of going back to what you know Indian culture would have been like if all of these changes wouldn't have happened in the 1990s. So there's a lot of, I think um, it largely depends on where you're from, what kind of a cultural background you have, what religion you belong to. Uh, but there are going to be a lot of changes and it's difficult to kind of pinpoint and say that, you know, this is how it is right now. Mm. Uh, but as a whole, I feel like India is definitely, there are a lot of changes, especially with the younger generations. Um, A lot of them are super into Korean popular culture. So the kind of, you know, hold that American popular culture had Initially, like in the 90s, it was kind of just you know the unquestionable kind of you know the the top-ranking kind of culture that was imported. But now that is definitely changing. Like more and more people are talking about Korean popular culture and various other cultures before they you know even talk about an American television series. Like um, a lot of Indians are watching a lot of K drama, a lot of K movies. So that's definitely kind of um, interesting. You know, it's interesting to see where it will go. It has just started, so. Yeah, I'm curious to find out
1: how that will evolve over the years. Wow! Because <laughs> oh, I was just about to ask you too. Have you seen that India itself is coming, up, becoming the culture, like become, making its own culture, like coming up with more like interesting TV shows, like more in, like better? I get. I don't want to say better produced, but like because I right. I feel like I mean I studied Indian film when I was in college and I thought the productions were, were insane. Um, but like, but have you seen that there is a, a move like, okay, well, why can't we be the center? Why can't we be the trendsetters? setters? Like with music, uh, like, uh, cause now that everything became more accessible and you know, the language you guys, I mean, India has how many official languages? Like, you can,
2: um, yeah, we have we have lots actually.
1: So <laughs> we have I, I feel like
2: nine states and lots of languages. Wow.
1: So as, as I feel like it's like you guys are more inclusive than some places. You know, I'm gonna say it straight out. You're more inclusive than Americans are. Like you, you, like why wouldn't they make a push of like, no, no, we're gonna start the popular culture mm. we're going to we're going to show what india is we're going to come up with the comedy that everybody wants to look at or the show or the drama mm. or the action movie like is there are there people that are pushing for that
2: yeah i think absolutely i think because of um, otp platforms like netflix and um, in india it's prime hotstar all those things i feel like a lot of people have started uh, to definitely push content that is very unique and very indian uh, so we do have, uh, you know, Indian superheroes also um, coming up, which are, of course, again, a lot of it is based on American superheroes like Marvel and DC and all those things, but um also very Indian in their own ways. So you definitely do have a lot of people who are kind of uh, creating a lot of shows and films that are very Indian. I think that is a thing that goes on parallelly. I don't think it necessarily has a lot to reflect on the American popular culture. But um, if you look at cable television, though, um, I feel like in 1980s, when Doordarshan, the state broadcast channel, was the only option, um, the 1980s period was very rich in the kind of um, television series that it created. I feel like in a lot of ways, we might have peaked very early back then in the 1980s and then we had this huge onslaught of American culture coming in mm. but the shows that were produced back then were they're incomparable to the ones that exist right now they were absolutely wonderful very progressive very liberal in their ideas and again you know um very equal in terms of religion and gender as well mm. um, so they talked about issues that aren't necessarily being talked about in a lot of television shows and films right now um, but i think it's you know too soon to tell what kind of an influence the um, OTV platforms will have on indian popular culture because we've had a lot of um, uh, tv series like sacred games for example i'm not sure if any of you have watched it but it was uh, quite popular in india um, with a pretty decent budget as well, but Bollywood, of course, you know, it's it's an entirely different world of its own. They put in so much money and create these uh, musicals that not necessarily everybody can relate to. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think I would look to them for Indian representation either, because they're also very cautious about the kind of things they talk about. And most of them, again, come from a very privileged. Upper caste background. So again, whose stories are they telling at the end of the day? It's very very
1: limited.
0: Wow. I mean, we just come to the end. I feel like that's a great place to kind of put a period on this episode. I'm Tracy. Thank you so much. I feel like you really shed so much light on so many different things. And also, the one thing that's really interesting to see how. Just like these these things that sometimes we take for granted, how much impact they have in other places, right? Like we, I'm we might binge watch an entire series, but like really, the how much it took for one show to come to you, and also like when you're talking about that five year delay and everything. I mean, there's so much that I that we take for granted in that way that I feel like understanding that really enriches kind of even the shows that we might not be that really into but like to see kind of what cultures are you know what media is able to do
1: wow i feel like knowing that there was a five-year delay it's so crazy because during that time too like there wasn't the internet there wasn't the instagram right so imagine getting spoilers like i could follow you right now and let's say i'm watching stranger things but back in the 90s i saw it four years before you so like yeah. if you had Instagram or anything like if the internet was what it was now you would have been you would you would have been falling behind you would have felt like as you were saying like yeah it, it feels like um in India like you're popular when you know what's going on and if you're in the culture you guys would have been so like so delayed like it would have been like I don't know what they're talking about like why is this guy why is this guy on TikTok talking about you know kate bush and like what is this so like it's crazy how like everything played a role even back then like we are the internet wasn't that strong you guys got everything delayed like now there wouldn't be a delay they can't be like everybody's right. now kind of everybody's everything like kind of lined up line. yeah. yeah yeah so like now it's like okay now that everything's lined up what is really popular? You know, like you're, you're saying now people are like, America is not the center anymore. Like now we got K-pop going on. Like everybody's trying to see like what's going on over here, you know? Um, And why like this culture is so like fun and loud and not loud. Like I guess loud by color wise and stuff, but I don't really know much about K-pop all (laughs) like one or two like things that I hear, but um, it's just crazy to see like what time travel does, like what, then and now it would be and like how different it would have been if you only got all of it now. I I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. And I'm glad that you brought, you know, that to the table. And like you made me even think about like um, some shows that we might've thought was amazing. And it's like the representation of your culture or just the Indian culture in all, it's just so hard to like grab that. Like, it's almost an insult just to put like one character and multiply it, you know, by 10 of stereotypes. And like, I know that I know that there's been comedians and stuff that have been trying to get it to be more uh, inclusive, but it looks like it, you, you, the way you're saying there's so much culture, there's so much religions, there's so many languages you would need like a whole Chat, like you need a whole streaming service based <laughs> on like to get everybody's like um or influence write. yeah. you just
0: need someone that's like can there are people writing these stories and you just got to highlight the people that are writing these other stories and providing the narratives right i mean it happens here too like yeah don't-
2: definitely and also highlight a lot of different voices because hmm. india has so much Um, And very often it's just the top one percentage that gets represented. And that's really sad, right? We have uh, so many different people from so many different backgrounds and I'd love to see more representation in in that
1: Mm. sense as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like hoping, hopefully with the, you know, as internet access gets better everywhere and more streaming service comes in, it becomes a lot less expensive for artists to be seen because they could do stuff for lower budgets and try to put it out in a different, you know, different places until like maybe one of the big places sees it and wants to buy it. But at least nowadays, like you can voices, it's easier now to make your voice heard and it's just going to get easier and easier. Hopefully. Wow.
0: Well Tracy, thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to this episode, but I'm I'm looking forward to releasing this. I think this is like this is so great. We're so grateful that you came on, that you got up early and we're, and, and did this episode with us. We truly It was a lot like,
2: of fun. <laughs> you know, Can I ask one thing,
0: Tracy. What's your favorite yeah,
1: sure. what's your favorite TV show?
0: You read my mind, Manny. That was I was gonna ask that question.
2: Oh, <laughs> Um, actually I, I do like Seinfeld, but I think my favorite American show is Malcolm in the Middle.
1: Ah, all right. Okay. That was a good show. I like that show. That's- Have you watched it recently?
2: I, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it again with my, uh, with my husband. So he hasn't watched it. So it's, it's a lot of fun to rewatch it with another person. So oh,
1: wow. yeah. Wow. You think it's still like, so here at this podcast, what we do is we always put our nostalgia to the test. So we put our past to the test, like where we think we remember a show or song, a movie and we're like, oh, it was so good. Like, it's still got to be good. And we watch it and we're like, oh no, it wasn't good. Um, Or, oh yeah, it was amazing. So are you still finding that you are like enjoying it and that it still stands the test of time?
2: Yeah, I think it definitely does stand the test of time. There are a few like lines that maybe, hope, like I wish they would have written it differently because some of it can be a little bit racist. But Malcolm mm-hmm. in the Middle otherwise is a very wholesome, really interesting kind of show because it shows a different class with a huge family. You know, the, the people are very, um, uh, they, they come from a specific social background as well. Mm-hmm. So I find it really interesting. The writing is excellent. I feel like some of the other later sitcoms have kind of stolen bits and pieces of malcolm in the middle as well oh, when yeah. i go back to those episodes as well so yeah yeah
0: literally I mean, it
2: definitely stands up to the test
0: oh great. great literally the show the middle i mean they all they did was take out the malcolm part and they just <laughs> <laughs> called yeah. it the middle and though i thought it was a pretty yeah. good show they they pretty much did that it was really funny um wow okay yeah. so that's totally out of left field i didn't expect that but that's amazing <laughs> Well, Tracy, thank you so much. I mean, thank you for coming on, for sharing your knowledge, for teaching us a whole bunch. I mean, really, that's what I love about this. And we are um, you know, forever grateful. This is a great episode. Hopefully we can have you back on. I think it would be great to have you back on in some capacity if you're ever interested. But thank you so much. This
2: was so much fun. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Oh,
0: Thank you're you. welcome. And everybody put your comments at the bottom. Please let us know what you think about this episode. What are your favorite, you know, shows from the 90s and any experiences. If you have like similar experiences of like media shows, anything like really in in kind of teaching you a little bit about culture or whatever, we'd love to hear about it. Follow us on Twitter at nostalgia test on Instagram and TikTok at the Nostalgia Test. Let us know what you think. But again, thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter at Nostalgia Test and on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.